0: Hello Hello,
1: everyone!
0: Um, I'm back from vacation, uh, but we have lost Sarah this week. Uh, (laughs) Although I think we have a very good (laughs) replacement for Sarah. Oh, 14 people joined. Hello guys! Um, (laughs) I would like to introduce this week's very special guest to our live stream. Uh, She is a two-time Olympian, three-time world medalist, three-time Canadian champion and many, many more accomplishments on the ice, off the ice. Uh, so let's give a very warm welcome to Caitlin Weaver. Uh, thank you so much for joining.
1: <laughs> thank As, you. I'm happy to be here.
0: <laughs> As always, if anybody of the viewers has any questions or any comments, just put them in the chat, and I will keep an eye on them, and hopefully we can answer them. Uh, yeah. So maybe while people are joining,
1: you can talk a bit about what have what you have been doing lately, what kind of work. Yeah. Um... It's an exciting time in my life right now. Um, it seems to be changing and evolving by the day, which is which is cool. Um, but, you know, I, I retired in 2019, and with the pandemic in 2020, my ride off of the competitive world was a little bit different than expected or than most. And I've been trying to find my footing ever since. But... Basically, what takes up my time right now, um, first and foremost, is still uh, competing, Uh, doing shows, performing and training with Andrew. Um, It's a blessing to still be able to skate with him and still be invited to perform. And um, we actually are leaving for our next show, May 7th in Japan, um, Ice Explosion. So it's just great to be able to do what we love still, um, especially after such a long time and beautiful career and then um, I do some part-time coaching and choreography. I work on components and skating skills. Um, I've got a lot of choreography gigs coming up which I'm very very excited about Um, and then I'm on a number of committees. Uh, I'm on Skate Canada's EDIA um, working group and I'm in the ISU Ice Dance Technical Committee. So lots of things revolving around skating, lots of different hats um, but it's what I love and um, I'm, ha- I'm happy to contribute in any way that I can be of benefit I think you recently did some choreography
0: that I think Anna mentioned to us um, about like can you, yeah, I, can well, I love that you
2: did got to do so much group choreography for the Stars on Ice and for Ice Explosion. Are you doing yeah. more of that for this upcoming show? Or
1: so, yeah. That that was kind of a surprise, really, and and um, I didn't know that that I would enjoy it that much. It like sounded really hard at first, <laughs> you know, to like think of so many people at one time. You know, I'm used to thinking of like two max, and um and so I did um, start a women's number for the Stars and Ice holiday and then I did um, a group number to Unholy for Ice Explosion and the cool thing about the show in May is that it's a rebooted Ice Explosion so it's the exact same show just performed in a different city so Unholy will live again and um, it was such a fun treat to be able to skate in it and share it with um, the crowds and the amazing skaters that were in the cast and um, try my hand at something different and um, bring a little bit of a different edge to what we might normally see. So um, yeah, it, it'll be fun to to revisit that in a few weeks. Yeah, that was
2: such a cool program. And I think it really shows like with those group numbers, what more some more creative uh, kinds of choreography can be. And I definitely encourage people to go like look up the videos on
1: YouTube and watch them. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. You know, what's really cool um, is that first, the organizers of the show allowed me to videotape it. So um, in between shows, that's a very demanding schedule. We have six shows in three days, um, one in the afternoon and one in the evening, three days in a row. And I asked the skaters if they'd be willing to on their break time, come back, get into their costumes and film it. And Massimo Scali and Mikko Brezina uh, filmed it and the organizers allowed us to do that. And the lighting came out and did it, which was really, really generous of them. You know, those are people that need their breaks and they were able to, um, you know, recreate magic then. But what's really neat is that because of the video and how well it did, um, Universal Music Japan noticed it, um, who is Sam Smith's like um, label, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to promote it on their sites because of how um popular skating is in japan and and to help um to help promote the album release of Sam Smith's new album so i was just like okay this is cool <laughs> you know it's like it's like the dream when you're when your work you know kind of like crosses into other areas of art and culture and um and so yeah i'm looking forward to just kind of playing more and seeing where that takes me. I always think it's so amazing when
0: um, mainstream popular culture notices figure stating because it's such a beautiful <laughs> I mean, expression of art and I don't know why it goes unnoticed by so many people, but it's always exciting when when mainstream market artists notice. Yeah, exactly. More of that, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um i think we have received most of the questions in advance about the slate article and we really want to talk about it like yeah. that topic. um you yes. know it was released yesterday i think or two days ago i don't know yesterday yeah. yeah you know and like um so for anybody who hasn't read the article yet um it talks about kind of the progress that has been made to allow same-sex non-binary couples to compete together and of course you have been at the forefront of this revolution, which we are very thankful for, um, and on the first question would be: Last summer, Skate Canada announced um, its intention to allow same-gender skating teams, and maybe you can talk a bit about your involvement in that decision. How? What was the process?
1: Yeah, um, I, I first I first want to say that um, for me, it's it's all gender inclusive. Um, inclusive language for me is really important. And so same gender, yes, but also all genders mm-hmm. um, being represented in sport, I think in, in our sport is really important. Um, so for me, um, I, I, I hesitate to say I'm at the forefront. I think um, there are so many people doing the work. Um, one of which who's in this room uh, and people like Anna and Erica and skaters that are, that are being visible and have lived experience are are the ones I think that are really doing the work. And I just have the privilege to know them and um, listen and be able to then advocate and use my position and my platform to do whatever I can to help make the sport safe for all first and foremost. And I think that the ice is a home for everyone. And if we can help make the competition sphere represent that, then I think that we're going to be better for it. Um, so I think where where it really started to become, uh, a bit of a aha moment, I guess, or like, um, I think started to light a fire for me was when, uh, Timothy LeDuc was competing at the Olympics in 2022. And just out of curiosity, I looked up in the ISU handbook, what is the definition of team? And, um, of course, unsurprisingly, the ISU says that, uh, team, a pair team, an ice dance team is made up of a man and a woman and Timothy um, identifies as neither and is non-binary. And so I was thinking, wow, Timothy LeDuc is there despite being excluded from the sport and they are there representing and they are there out and proud. God bless them. And, um, and I was thinking like <laughs> the fact that they are there is our in to really try and push this forward because we already have a representative without this rule even being changed yet. And so um, at Skate Canada, we've been talking about a lot of different things. There's so much intersectionality and overlap between um, different issues when we talk about social justice and gender, of course, is one of them. And it's something that Skate Canada had been already working on with gender inclusive language with lead and follow steps and in pattern dances um but after the olympics i brought it to the working group and i said like we need to we need to really change this like now like now is the time and um and i'm not alone in that i have an incredible working group and committee that you know puts pedals to the metal and we started really thinking about how we can do this and if it's worth it despite the fact that the ISU does not recognize this yet? Is it worth it to, you know, water our own grass? And it, you know, even though that might be the end of the line for some athletes who might qualify for world or international events sanctioned by the ISU, but may not fit the description. And um and, and at, at the end of the day, we said yes, you know, if we want teams to feel like they belong and um, while all, all knowing that this might not be recognized on a global level yet. And so that that um, amendment was passed unanimously by the board, which we're so proud of. And um, and so I think, you know, we wanted to be a leader in that. And luckily a lot of the skating community has taken notice of that and the, and the conversation has become global and, um, And it's it's just really beautiful to see that happen, and especially with this article, it's just like I can't imagine. I I was reading it, just like I can't believe I'm reading this. You know, (laughs) like all of these incredible athletes speaking for this, for this, um, you know, ability to make everybody feel like they're a part of this. And and um, I know it it spoke much about um, two women being able to partner, but for me, it's it's anyone being able to partner, lead and follow, you know, in any way, in all ways. And, um, and it's just really, really cool to see our work being picked up. And for me, my passion um, to make this sport bigger and better um, supported by, by so many people.
2: And I think it's so important seeing, you know, like you said, that it's this example of um, with gabby and maddie of two women at the top of the sport taking this on and that demonstration Mm -hmm. effect i think is is so important because for Mm -hmm. so many people it's like they're trying to think about well what would this look like in theory but when Mm -hmm. you see actual skaters that really changes the conversation but also because one of the biggest pieces of pushback that i've seen is this idea that somehow um women are going to be harmed by this that they're there's a shortage of like shortage of partners oh the men will pair up with each other and they'll be really good and therefore that will be somehow harmful Mm -hmm. to women which I think I see that coming more from people who are not as familiar with skating and thinking about this in that context because it's so much not where we necessarily see the opportunities coming in the sport or who's most likely to take this up first but I think showing that you know, from that perspective, showing that this is something that is not only, you know, beneficial for people who are non-binary or o- otherwise sort of outside of the traditional gender roles in the sport, but that this could be beneficial for, you know, you could have a team of two cis women and would choose to, you know, choose to do this and it would be powerful. Not that they're going to do it competitively, mm. but, you know, still being able to show that, I think, does have yeah. some power.
1: And I think we're also still in a place where, um, you know, uh, it's merit-based. So the fact that we do have an Olympic gold and Olympic silver medalist speaking about this in tandem, you know, that speaks volumes. And in addition, Scott Moyer, like multiple Olympic medalists yeah. backing <laughs> this, you know, it, it, it's so cool to see people using their platform. Um, when, when clearly there is something unfortunately to be risked because of that, you know, there are people that push back. There are people that judge and, um, And it's just so powerful to see the biggest, most successful um, athletes in dance, you know, be able to support this revolutionary idea.
0: So I was wondering, you were talking about it starting a global change and like things changing on a global scale. And this is also like for Anna, of course, uh, they know a lot about this as well. Um, I remember we researched back in December or something, we researched the federations and what they are saying about these topics and there's nothing. Mm. And I was wondering mm. whether you noticed any change in the last couple of weeks, months, whether mm. the conversation really started globally or if it's just like top down, the ISU has acknowledged it now and the country federations have to follow or whether there's any communication within the country yeah, federations.
1: That's a, that's a really good question. I, I haven't heard specifically coming from federations. I think that those are people that probably are the most afraid um, but if the global governing body says this is what we allow, then I think everybody else has to follow suit. So, you know, at Canada, we were thinking, well, who, you know, what what federations, what countries do we think can help join us to push this? But then, you know, just the quote from Sean in that article is, is so powerful as the chair of the Ice Dance Committee saying, like, you know, why not? Like let's talk about it, and um and that, that's like more and faster than I ever could have imagined, like ever. So, um very you know pleasantly, and and optimistically, uh, motivated by that. Yeah. So can we know.
0: expect it? Sorry, Anna. <laughs> go ahead, Ellie. <laughs> no, please talk.
2: I was just gonna say that I was just you know pleasantly shocked to see something Mm -hmm. being, you know, out publicly said about this coming from the ISU at this point, because, you know, none of the conversations that I had had with people were, you know, thinking we'd be at that stage yet, or that, you know, when I, I, so I've been working for a number of months on, um, on an article looking at this change in different reactions around the world, and, um you know, and talking to different people about it, and had gotten you know the re- official response um, from the ISU that you know, sure, any federation that would like to bring this forward at the next congress could do that, and that that would be you know that would be the pathway mm-hmm. to change. But mm-hmm. if you look at you know which which changes actually get adopted at Congress, the ones that are coming from the ISU have a much higher chance than the ones that are coming from federations. Um, And though sometimes maybe it starts, like one Congress will come from the Federation and the ISU will propose a change next time. So like you can see the different processes that way, but um, it's really exciting to see um, that um, being from within the technical committee.
1: Yeah, well, and and even like, you know, I, I still believe that we have a, a, a big battle ahead <laughs> um, because it has to be voted on by so many people. You know, it's not just something the Ice Dance Tech Committee can vote by itself. Um, but even just the visibility in and of itself, I think is hugely impactful to people. You know, if we're thinking of, of young kids that are Googling, you know, t- two women skating or two men skating or any of these things, they have, Representation to look at. They have examples. They have quotes. They have something to see and dream about. And that to me is just as important as, you know, a rule change. Um, if, if we are able to get those types of things online and, and be seen by like the next generation or any generation, that's a win for me. So, um, you know, I think each step is, is critical. I and Ellie, know. to your
2: question about the um other federations, I did um interview this president of Skate Canada um back in February about this. And you know, and she had really said that she was getting a lot of questions from different federations, a lot of people wanting to talk to her about it, that she was, you know, about to go to Junior Worlds that was hosted in Canada and having a number of side meetings about it. And so it was, you know, good to hear that. Um, you know, it may just be a lot of, we're really interested, we're going to watch how this works for you. Um, but that was really great to see, um, you know, being in, in the US, I would love to see them, you know, the US Federation take this on, even to follow the path that Canada did first introducing a change in the like adult and non, like non-podium, non-elite pathways as a like started there. Then, you know. Mm-hmm you know, even if they want to take a gradual approach, that would be, you know, a way to put it in. But there's been a lot of, um, I think, hesitation in the broader cultural environment that we're in to want to pick this up. But with it coming, if it comes up at a Congress, that means that everyone will have to take a position on it. And there won't be a, you know, we support you in theory, but don't want to change the rules no (laughs) No. longer as a feasible option for the Federation to take exactly
0: yeah i think lois also found an example of on ice partner search or something you just mentioned yeah there was
3: a bit in the uh, in the slate article about um a skater who's on ice partner search who um, has specifically said he's like searching for a male partner um mm-hmm. which is just it's that's that's never been seen before like that someone would be so available to say i i'm this is what i'm looking for I, this is what will inspire me to keep going
1: it like makes me want to cry you know and and to read that quote in talia's article um also like can we just like props to talia barrington like for just working so hard i had so many conversations with her hours long sometimes about you know how she was shaping this thing and what to talk about what are the important things and it's just like she worked so hard and, and created this beautiful piece that i'm just like so touched by so yay Talia um but reading that bit in there I'd heard about the skater but then reading you know exactly what he says like I want to I want to be the pioneer of this like I want to be the first and it was just like oh my god it's so moving it's so moving um and and beautiful and you know I I a lot of people asked me as I've been traveling around since this rule change came out like well have you heard anything you know like do you know of anybody and every time I'm like I'm not sure but then again I'm not in Canada I'm not like in the loop of the you know grassroots program or you know I'm kind of like in a different sphere um but to read that made me go oh the kids are all right you know like (laughs) like they're gonna they're gonna like pick this right up and so um excited to see what that turns into. And that was already so quick of a turnaround for people to say like, yeah, I wanna I want to be that person, you know? Yeah,
2: I went to a, a novice pairs camp in Halifax with my partner and it was so cool to see that, not only did all of these, you know, teenagers and younger um, accept um, us as a non-binary, female um, pair team um, sharing the ice with them and they're very welcoming to us, but also that um, you could see as they started thinking about stuff about, well, who is the lifting partner and what does it mean if you're like one kid's little brother comes along to the training too? And they were sort of saying, well, do you want to learn how to do the you know the lifts too? You could you could be the one being lifted since you're the right you know you're much more the right size for that right now. Like why don't you learn what it's like from that perspective? And you know he was a little he was you know a little skeptical about it, but like it changes the conversation once those possibilities you know start to be there. And I loved you know I loved seeing that, and it's definitely mirrored my experience that um, the actual skating is so much more like the world inside the rink and for people like actually willing to work and engage with it from a like skating perspective is so much more welcoming than I could ever have hoped and I think the more you Mm. see actual skaters out there trying these things it really makes that sense of um, you know oh what is this new and potentially scary and disruptive thing becomes much less scary when
1: you It's about actual people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, 100%. And even like, I think I love that example of learning, you know, from learning all these different roles. And I think at the end of the day, it makes for stronger skaters. Like, I just don't see how this is ever going to be a negative thing. Um, And this year, this upcoming season in junior dance with the rhythm dance, the rock or foxtrot, one pattern has to be skated in the traditional style as of right now man steps woman steps traditionally the second pattern the roles have to be reversed Mm -hmm. Um, the man skates the woman steps and i use quotes on that Um, the, the lead skates the following steps and the following partner skates the lead steps in hold um in proper hold so already you know i think we're starting to see a shift and invite people to consider ways in which they think you know this is the way to do things this is what my job is and this is what their job is my partner's job is invite them to play you know and and you know walk a mile in their partner's shoes or you know start to just see our sport as something that might be more flexible than they ever seen it before and I think we're seeing that mostly with Not the Western countries, you know, because we're all in this together at the end of the day, and we have to have everybody's buy in. So Mm -hmm. um, it's exciting to see the change.
0: Yeah, and you were just talking about like the positive change, this is going to have on every aspect of a skater's life, I think. Um, And I've seen a lot of conversation about like, body image, queer representation, eating disorders, like, in my opinion, and I think many people agree, this is going to have a positive impact in so many different ways. And it's just an amazing step forward. Um,
1: I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking about this to us. Uh, I think um, you talked to Anna as well. Last June before, or like June? <laughs> before yeah, all of this July happened. or August
2: maybe. It was It yeah. was over the summer we had a, our conversation about it. And it's cool to see how much has changed and grown <laughs> even since then.
1: Yeah, it goes fast, like it's gone so much faster. So, (laughs) yay, we
0: we agree, Russell. It would be so cool to see same sex players in ice dance disciplines and skating competitions. LGBT (laughs) walks.
1: Thanks.
0: Um, yeah, maybe should get going with the World Team Trophy. <laughs> Unless yeah. we, there's anything we want to talk about. Uh, I think the first question I have, because we have Caitlin here, like, what is it like to compete afterwards? Like, after the season's almost over, what does it feel like as a skater?
1: Um, well, okay. <laughs> my honest, my honest <laughs> thought is that World Team Trophy, like, you know, it's, it's, it's never as big of an event or a preparation as worlds, right? World championships is the pinnacle of the season. And then it's like, okay, now we have world team trophy. We have to do this one more time. We know we're trained, like the pressure comes down. Um, you know, ISU points are not involved. It's more just for, just for fun, but it's still an opportunity to get out there. And um, especially if you had a weaker Worlds, it's a, it's a last chance at your performances. And, but more, most importantly, it feels like a celebration of making it through. You know, I think especially um, the year after an Olympic season, you know, I think people are are ready for a little vacation and, um, and it really does feel like uh, an ability or an opportunity to celebrate your progress, your teammates, the rest of the countries that are there. Um, I have such beautiful memories from this competition, we had the pleasure to skate there maybe four or five times I don't don't even know um and (laughs) often and often it falls on my birthday which is like another very cool thing in Japan birthdays are a serious celebration and so my first ever world team trophy we were finishing our free dance I think and the Um, organizers like the local organizing committee had passed out to the audience happy birthday Caitlin like signs and so Mm -hmm. the entire audience of Yoyogi Stadium had happy birthday Caitlin signs and they started singing happy birthday to you in our bows and I was just like what what planet am I on like it was just the most fun like crazy thing that you would like not see anywhere else you know like at any other competition or like more serious event and it's just fun and I and I love that we can um have fun in something that still is reputable and serious and like still a a viable competition but be able to show um who we are and and see that like now as an audience member, I love being able to see the skaters kind of like settle into themselves, you know, it's just a different vibe there. And um, I love, I love that event. I love it. And then when you're done, it's just like, oh, yay. You know, (laughs) you made it, you made it through. Vacation time. Yeah, (laughs)
0: exactly. (laughs) I think the, we have a slideshow prepared. It shows that it's a party.
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is so, oh my god um, i love wants it to
3: introduce
2: <laughs> yeah so our winners this year were the u.s um <laughs> by a pretty big margin this time yeah. oh my gosh yeah yeah um but super fun to see this um, yeah, this team coming off of Worlds and a lot of really strong performances and some good, um, I did enjoy the sunglasses and some of the um, the swag, though I think um, my favorite word was Team Italy with all of their um, pets um, on the oh, yeah. little, you know, faces really of holy. their pets on sticks um, because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a good um, dog or chinchilla Um
1: Molly the the and <laughs> well and I love that like the kiss and cries, like there's like it's like choreographed you know like you <laughs> you come up with like a thing to do during the big reveal of the kiss and cry and then that's like the job of the teammates is to like make the skater feel really special and honored you know and that's I love the shtick I love the performance it's so fun and these that's are all great. creative people so yeah.
2: Do you remember any of the things that you came up with for kissing cries?
1: Um, I can't think of one offhand that I came up with, but I remember back in the day, I think Team France like made a human bicycle, like and like they like <laughs> took like four people and like made a bicycle and then like I think I remember out, that. Or, like someone was like riding the bicycle like (laughs) it was just like what (laughs) like what like but it was so funny like um and one year team what was it team china all had like pokemon costumes like just like random (laughs) stuff like but it's sometimes the most random that is the most memorable um oh when when we did four seasons megan duhamel i think organized everyone to be like represent a different part of the season. And so like one person like like through leaves, another person had snow, another person was like sunshine. Like, you know, it's just so creative and fun. And so much thought goes into it and I love it. I love it. I'm all for a show. So. how far in advance do you start planning these? Not very far. <laughs> 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 Not far. I think I remember making signs in the hotel room the day before. These, I mean, Team USA looks like pretty legit here. So I think that they even had like matching t-shirts. So now that Team Trophy is, is, you know, maybe a decade into its lifespan, like I think people come prepared. Um, I did, I did, I was team captain one of the years and I sourced a ton of like Team Canada gear and one of which, was this ridiculous moose hat and it was like a stuffed animal hat and I think that moose moose hat still lives. I think people are still wearing the moose hat and I'm just like all the sweat that is in that moose hat. I can definitely Andrew, picture like that moose I'm hat. I'm not sure if Maxime Deschamps
3: might have been wearing it this time. Yeah like everything was he might wearing moose hat.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Um Andrew used to wear, like, red and white pom-poms on his head. Like, I've got so many pictures of so many skaters looking ridiculous, but all having the best time. <laughs> it's, so good. it's amazing. It feels almost
0: like yeah. a team-building exercise to go there and to, like, have fun with your team.
1: So true. So true. I remember Natalie Peshela, um before we had ever gone to one, she was, like, she was, uh, oh, yes, Team Korea was, so happy that team korea did so well in their first um debut but um natalie peshola saying that she was like cheering for somebody and then looking at the clock and being like oh my event starts in 20 minutes i gotta go warm up you know and it's just like that (laughs) energy that to me is so funny (laughs) Um, and then you see like beautiful performances too you know and of course the japanese crowd being the best receivers of that and like playing into all the games and the fun and you know it's a little it has a little bit of like Japanese game show vibe um which is which is a hoot.
0: So yeah. we were talking about Team USA. Do you
1: have any highlights from them? Do you remember anything? So I mean of course being an ice dancer, I love to see some personal bests season's best coming out and um and seeing Maddie and Evans score when I woke up the next morning was just like go guys <laughs> um <laughs> love to see it and um I I watched uh, I was able to be at Worlds Live and and um I, I was at Skate America in person and then Worlds in person and to see the development of those programs. Um so cool. You know I I love the I'm a big fan you know there are contemporaries and we were competing I've known Evan since I was 12 years old and um, to see like the pursuit of excellence still have such a you know upward momentum and like how their artistry has really like combined with their technicality I think it's really cool to see Um, so I love people I love to see people succeeding.
3: It's got to be nice for them to end off without like, because obviously they have the fall at worlds. So it's got to be nice to end off without that. Yeah. Just to like close yeah. the book on those programs and like do them to the best of your ability.
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's what I meant. Like sometimes it's like one extra shot. And I think that that probably felt great for them. So,
0: By the way, this question was also open to everybody. Yeah? It's because I know we only like, there's only so much space <laughs> you
1: can watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. What's everyone else's highlights?
3: I really liked how Ilya performed his short program. I felt like he took the criticism that he's had from the season of, of maybe not being artistic enough, and he really tried to deliver it as much as possible in his short program. So I think it was a good stepping stone for him to becoming a more complete all-round skater. I think he definitely put a lot of effort into his
1: short program here. Also, I a big Brandon fan. Sorry, just saying.
0: <laughs> No, I'm also thinking like it's so much less pressure than words. So it feels like an opportunity yeah. to really close the season and have a good skate that might not be interrupted by nerves and by everything that comes with going to words.
2: I was really impressed exactly. with Alexa and Brandon. Um, They did, you know, they did really well here. And for them to finish the season so strong like that, I don't know whether this is the, you know, this may be their last season they haven't said, but if that's how they, you know, if that's how they end it, you know, it wasn't with the world title, but it was, you know, but having this really great skate and leading on the pairs is, um, I think it was a big accomplishment for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was said that he would like to see, uh, the t- a the team event at words, uh, which I think probably some skaters, a lot of skaters would not agree, <laughs> but <laughs> I was wondering how the decision to start, um, the team event at the Olympics was kind of influenced by World Team Trophy or like if there was like a idea that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, from what I understand. uh, World Team Trophy was introduced as a trial to with with the hope that it would become an Olympic event. Um, You know, when we look at swimming, when we look at track and field, there's so many opportunities for medals and um, and and figure skaters work just as hard as as everybody, you know, and unfortunately we have one medal um for two different programs and you know there's so much that goes in um to one medal. And so I think that the goal is is to be able to um recognize athletes and countries in more ways than one. And um and I I love the idea for for us we we never had um the privilege to be on a on a team event it, at the Olympics, unfortunately, but uh, it's really cool to see how the how a team comes together. I mean, those were but both team events. Those were our people. You know, those, those were our team teammates that we've grown up with, and we've shared everything together already. And to be able to then share that medal, that moment, that support, you know, on an Olympic stage is really cool um in addition to be able of course have the opportunity to get another medal medal. (laughs) so yeah i think it's a great idea and i think you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be bad to consider more ways that we can introduce more medal winning opportunities to the games for figure skaters
2: i saw one suggestion that um the japan open and world team trophy should be flipped in the schedule um, which I thought was an intriguing idea that, you know, put World Team Trophy at the beginning of the season where, um, you know, you, you, it's sort of similarly, you don't necessarily have a, much to lose. If it's like the first competition, um, you can sort of try things out and all of that feeling. Um, and then, you know, put the competition that's sort of the pro-am competition at the end of the season. Um, and I kind of like that as a, as a a potential approach, I'm a big fan of the team competitions and I like really enjoy it in the Olympics. And I would love to see more opportunities for teams and even for like cross national teams, I think could be really uh, a fun thing to see too. Like in the youth Olympics, they did that for a little while where they had, you would, you know, you'd get your team of an ice dance and a pair and two single skaters and they match you up and you're the team. Um, and I, I think that's kind of fun. I think fans would really kind of enjoy the idea of like, I don't know. I saw somebody was like, you know, pick pick your friends and go off and be a team. But <laughs> yeah,
1: but, yeah. <laughs> creativity. That also sounds like like a bad like tug of war like that could get dramatic it would have to be like chosen by the computer or something yes um how yeah, fun otherwise it
3: turns into like school and you're like i pick this one yeah exactly red rover
1: but also i think that represents something bigger for me personally speaking is that you know in skating we are um from a young age we're taught to be very you know independent and being able to like be self-sustained even as an ice dance couple you know like you have each other and that's it you know and, and a lot a lot of people have the benefit of having wonderful training centers and teammates and things you know locally uh that makes it definitely less isolating but i think that we're not used to this type of like team atmosphere like historically speaking as a sport and um and i love that like i I, at the Olympics, I was so um, not envious is the word, but like, so like in support of like the women's hockey team, you know, they they get to hang out together. They get to like, you know, go through all of these things together and I love that camaraderie. And so I think it's really cool, despite us being on the ice alone or with maybe one other person that we get to really share the experience together and that's a unique experience to me
0: and i think uh, david was asking whether we prefer the olympic team event format or the world team trophy yeah cuz they're a bit well, different
1: the olympics starts with more teams right and then they get cut
2: yeah yeah and they also and then you're able to switch out yeah, yeah. you can switch out between the short and the free and then there's also yeah. that you get there's the advantage for single skaters at World Team Trophy. Like yeah, that's yeah. two from each country. You have two. Mm. I was thinking about that. That I think if you know if Canada um, could have had two, you know, two pairs and two ice dancers, that probably would have changed. The, you know, probably would have done better. You know, others certainly. All of those.
1: Yeah. Strategies. Um, I think that since Japan was the initiating country, host country of team trophy, (laughs) um, I don't think it's a surprise that at least previous to recent years, um, single skating was definitely a strength and pairs and dance were not. And so, you know, I think that the host country deserves to kind of make the rules, but the the Olympic format I think generally is a little bit more well-rounded for all disciplines. So there's that. I, Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to mirroring a similar um, type of
2: format. It'd be nice to mirror it someplace so that it's not the, once every four years you see it. I think that would probably, mm-hmm. you know, make it a little easier for fans to follow and for teams to be used to and all of that. Like, I know some of mm-hmm. the theory is just, you know, world is already a week long, it's too long to do it at the same time. And when would you do it? And like, there's a lot of just logistics that go with it. But Mm -hmm. I would love to see more of that. I think Japan is a great example of how, um, you know, over time, they're, they are starting to grow those the other disciplines. Um, And you know, maybe Korea is not that far behind, we'll we'll talk about both of those teams. But like, um, it's cool to see what this team competition can do to encourage federations
0: to invest in all of their disciplines. Yes, totally agree. Uh, So any more comments about Team USA before we move on? Um, (laughs) I just think Jason,
2: I think perfectly worked out his um, schedule this year that he managed to compete, like the three international competitions he did were all in Japan.
3: so funny. (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's a smart skater like (laughs) jason knows all and and also like there's no one that works harder than him and we were at uh we were at a show after immediately following japan open and he was like running long programs working with daniel grassel he was like doing all these things and it's just like where he finds the energy i have no idea but it shows because he is spectacular and deserves tens, tens, tens across the board. If you ask me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Living his best life at World Team Trophy as well, getting to like be the yeah. team, the team captain, and speaking in Japanese to the to the crowd afterwards. is just yeah. like
1: just like yeah, crying. Man. Oh yes, absolutely. He was born for Team Trophy. <laughs>
0: I'm always so impressed by people like that because I had only this thing scheduled today and I did nothing all day just to prepare for this. <laughs> this was my one thing today. <laughs> it's already exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people in the comments are, were very excited about the second place. So proud of Team Korea. Like this is yes. their, first,
3: their first time a World Team trophy and they managed to beat Japan and come second. It's incredible.
1: I love a dark horse, you know. (laughs) Also, June is a, a rock star. Yeah. Way to go. Just incredible.
3: So happy to see him finally break 100 in the short program as well. I was very happy about that.
2: I love his short program so much. It has, like, the best, like, hype moment that I've ever seen in a program. Like, it is, I saw him skate it, um, I guess at both Nepla and Skate America this year and then at Four Continents, but like the when he manages to hit his combination on exactly the like are you ready like climax moment, it's like I mean Shailen Bourne is a genius, it's like such a good moment. And when he actually there was a couple times that it didn't work out and kind of lose that momentum, but when he gets it, it's like just so and when satisfying. he does the
3: kick on the glass smash, I just it's yes. So good. It's so good. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm yeah just, I'm just <laughs> yeah and it's so amazing I'm just totally so happy for her to be skating this well and just to be like just continuing this year to get better and better
3: and like kudos to Cho Adcock. this is their first international competition I think their third competition overall I heard uh Stephen had a back injury going into this competition as well and they had a perfect short program they struggled a the bit in the free but like incredible showing for their first ever international competition
0: i'd be interested to see like how korea's success like translates into the future i know we were talking about the japan open but obviously that's like japan versus america versus europe
3: yeah. but like
0: seeing now that korea can do so well as a team like i'd be interested to see if maybe that changes or you know, some other changes that we might be able to see. So it's not, you know, Japan versus Europe versus America or something like that. Yeah, um, Because they did so well here as well.
1: Yeah. it's a great point. Yeah. I mean, for both
2: the dance and the pairs, it's really, it was just really great to have this opportunity for these teams to come and compete at this like major senior international event like that. And hopefully they can, really take that um as inspiration going into next year I was just so happy to see them and I think in some ways that was my favorite part about world team trophy overall it's like yes it's nice to see the like you know one more time of a favorite program or someone be able to have this redemption but sometimes seeing some of the skaters that get brought in because of the team who maybe we haven't seen as much of this season um and like have them as part of the competition too it like made me excited about the Grand Prix all over again of like, I'm like skipping the off season entirely. Like in my mind, like, oh my God, you know, we're back to like smaller fields and you get to see like, and so I was having some of those um, feelings, again, but I really enjoyed getting to see them.
0: So Sarah apparently stopped working to watch this live stream. Hi, Sarah, uh, and is asking, uh, where did people predict team Korea coming? She thought fourth place. And I would like to extend this question. I would like to know what was your ranking? Like, How did you predict the teams? I rank? also thought Korea probably would have been fourth. Um, so one, two, three would
3: be? I would have had, to, well, I think a lot of people thought Japan were gonna be first, but then Shoma pulled out. So mm-hmm. like, things became a little bit more unpredictable. Um, and I thought USA would be third. I don't know who I thought, no, USA would be second. I don't know who I thought third would be, but I thought it could be Italy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've never been happier that Korea managed to get into the place.
1: No Canada in the medal stand for anybody, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: it's not been the most stable competition for them for the last couple of iterations.
1: <laughs> it's not that we
0: don't want to.
2: <laughs> it's not that we don't want them to do well. Okay. <laughs> well, and it's you know, it's the tough thing. It's when with ice dance and pairs, it's somewhat predictable. And even though Canada has really strong teams, they're not gonna get the points of a first place. And so then, and with only one team in each of those disciplines, I think it's like, Canada's the country that I think hurt was hurt the most by the um, singles mm-hmm. versus um, team disciplines disparity mm-hmm. here. Um, though, you now we're jumping all over the place, but I, I do think that um, I was really glad to see Maddie ski us um, do well and clean short program, and just like have just had such a tough season that it was nice to see some um, some success from her.
3: Shades of the Olympic event mm. all over again. She thrives mm. in, in team competitions. Is Is in kind of
0: a third. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it would be a third.
1: <laughs>
2: I was sorry. Um, you know, we we're talking about. If we move on to talk about the Japanese skaters, that I, I was um, sorry for the um, Japanese men who are really strong skaters, and I think we're just yeah. put on a, in a tough spot to try to, um, you know, be the ones to secure that, um, you know, that medal here. Um, it's especially Shun coming up at the last minute to do this. Yeah. Um, so I saw some people being a little harsh toward them, and I think you know none of that. Um, it's yeah. definitely a tough position for them to be in.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm also like not sure if Mai is harboring a little bit of an injury. I think she had one at Worlds. Uh, it's obviously mm-hmm. not, she's not as stable early on in the season um, in terms of cases. So it's not easy performing that late in the year.
0: Since
1: it's, yeah, it, it can be a long run. season. <laughs> it can feel like a long season for sure.
0: But it also feels like it's over so soon all the time. Like every time. The GP P announcements get out, and it's like, okay, the season's about to begin, and then it's over so fast. <laughs> but yeah, since we were uh, all over the place, <laughs> I would just put up this comment, and I was wondering, how do the teams get picked? Like, who makes the decisions?
1: Who goes? Uh, the federations. Um, I know that the ICU often, like, really pushes for the top placing people in the country. Um, I know that in the past, like when team trophy was just starting some of the top um, performing or placing athletes in the country passed because they didn't want to go back out after worlds. But then the ICU like said, you know, we really need like the best, the best of the best here in order to make this like a viable run to be an Olympic event. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure it's, it's based on national results and, and the highest placing. Skaters and teams.
0: We just lost Lois. Uh, Let me check real quick (laughs) if she said anything.
1: Why she's
2: gone? (laughs) Yeah, she said she was frozen. So oh no, she can come back in a second. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I don't know if Gabby's back. Um, if she's fully healthy at this point. Um, and um, Sarah did do pretty well. Um, at four continents. So I'm not surprised that um she got another opportunity um on japan i felt like um i felt sorry for kaori and it definitely seemed like there was you know that was the example of where world team trophy can be hard on a skater and i don't know you know how much just tiredness going into this event or anything but just i think it's i felt for her having just come off of being world champion to then not win the women's section here and have um, I think that must just feel a little deflating hopefully it can just can just be like oh, it's the end of the season whatever this doesn't you know matter that much and brush it off but um, that did seem a little hard to have to end your season like on a little bit of a down from that peak
0: I guess that's a bit of a risk if you compete and you're exhausted after
1: the the season and then it might not end the way you want it to. Um, Mm -hmm. But hopefully... I would would say, like, I think that's probably definitely disappointing, but most likely Mm -hmm. short-term. Because, like, no one trains all season to become the World Team Trophy champion. You know, you train your whole year to peak at the World Championships and your body is not... You know, able to sustain that level for so long, and especially a lot of the skaters um, did stars and ice in between. You know, so they did, really didn't get much of a true break. And uh, and so, you know, I, I no one ever likes not skating their best, but I'm sure she's like can like walk away still feeling proud. She can look at her words medal and be like, "I did very well this season."
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. When it counts. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um yeah, let's <laughs> these I think that's what, what you were talking about earlier, right? <laughs> yeah, I I was a big fan.
2: Um not only just was it really funny watching everyone um with their animals, um but then we also got the story behind everyone's pets um from the mix zone as well. So I just um I really enjoyed that and um especially Charlene and Marco's Um, chinchilla is really funny to me and I'm a big fan Uh, but yeah this was a a good encapsulation of the ridiculousness of those little signs. So
1: cute.
0: I really wish Lois would come back because I know she's like the one who watched the most of all of us (laughs) and I'm gonna check again but Lois come back come back to us I love these technical difficulties. Every single time we have like some technical difficulty.
2: <laughs> um, um, Matteo, big achievement for him um, was really nice to see um, him skate so strongly here um, and kind of finish in the the top three. Um, it's been a really good year for him overall, and um, yeah, hope he can keep that up.
0: It's all falling apart now. Itsumi is also gone. <laughs> it's just us now. <laughs> um, yeah, the lowest laptop is frozen apparently.
1: Oh
2: no.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, we. I think um, we are, you know, we're getting to, to the end here. So I just want to say for, you know, since we're coming up to an hour, maybe if there are, um, you know, any other um, performances across their teams that we want to shout out or... Yeah. I know in general, Caitlin, I would love to know, since you were at Worlds and saw so many people skate live, if there were any, um, you know, performances or athletes that we haven't talked about that you particularly, you know, appreciated this year, anything you'd want to shout out?
1: Yeah, um, I think first, uh, and not to go, you know, countrymen first, but I know that Piper and Paul had a a challenging year with um, a health concern around Nationals time and, and um, so to see them rebound, was awesome and uh, i know that they're such hard workers um my like i was most excited i think to see uh laurence and nick
2: hmm.
1: live and um again this is not biased <laughs> uh but their programs their um like how well they're doing, like they're getting so good, like they're so, their rate of improvement is spectacular. Um, and I just think Laurence is one of the best women in ice dance maybe ever, like so strong, so sensitive to musicality and partnering and like no weaknesses. So um, really excited to see what they do next year, how they choose to like ride this momentum of a huge season for them. Big breakthrough, great programs. Um, I think they're finding their their footing in themselves, and that's really cool to see. And then um, some of the younger teams, some the French, the two young French teams, I I was just blown away by, and um, really cool to see the next generation find themselves. You know, I think for a few years we see some people following in footsteps of teams past, and and that well, that's fine too, you know. But um, you know, to see teams find their own unique style, their voice, their identity, um, play to their strengths, I think is really cool. So excited for this next quadrennial! I think we're going to see a lot of shifting and movement and and new faces. So looking forward to that. Um. Now, a, a comments coming in. Oh, know. that yes, that too. Like. Um, not seeing um, Le Joie and Lagat world like yeah. those were two programs that so deserve to be on the world stage but at the same time you know I wouldn't disagree with with having Nick and Laurence win Canadians without Piper and Paul there so um, it was like an impossible result and and so happy that we have three spots, we, not we Team Canada mm-hmm. has three spots um, in I stands for next year because there are three very 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 deserving teams um, that deserve to you know show their stuff on the world stage. Yes.
0: I do want to show the final teams on the slideshow just because everybody deserves a shout out here. Um, yeah. And if there's any comment you can think of, all of you guys, then please let me know.
1: <laughs> the wigs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Team France, <laughs> the wigs are so amazing. <laughs> um,
1: and then... I'm a big fan of Le Brave and Brousseau as well. Of course, we can't forget about from France. Yeah, oh, yeah. Where's the moose hat? Canadians. Where is it? Is it not pictured? Not, no.
2: Yeah, no. They've only got the like Canadian flag moose ears that um, Max Duchamp has, but I didn't see. Uh-huh. The, I didn't see the. I know exactly what you were talking about with the full moose head, and I didn't see it. <laughs>
1: before, but... Oh, shout out to Keegan! What a guy! What a yeah. role model! You know what a legend. I'll be very sad not to see him but he's so happy (laughs) you know he's just so happy doing his thing and I think he wants to be a fireman and you know go back to his family and be able to spend time there and not the last we'll see of him for sure at skating but thanking him you know feeling so grateful for his contributions to the sport. That's so great.
0: Sure. And I think we're coming to an end with this live stream now. Uh, sorry, it was a bit rushed at the end, but like there were so many teams and we really wanted to talk about all of the other stuff. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining, Caitlin. We are so excited that you were able to make the time.
1: Thank you. Anytime, anytime. I'd be happy to chat with you guys. It's my favorite, <laughs> favorite well, sport. We will,
2: we'll definitely take you up on that next season With um, as we get back into things. And thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing to uh-huh. make the sport better. We so appreciate
1: it. Thank you. Thanks for your support, everybody. And thanks for like taking time out of your schedules too, to help boost skating and you know we need we need supporters like you all and skaters like you all and you know we're lucky to have you
0: after these beautiful words I feel bad asking people to like and subscribe (laughs) but I will say it anyway (laughs) like and
1: subscribe I'll do it like and subscribe
0: (laughs) and this isn't
2: the end of our um, live streams because we're going to do some off-season stuff that is be announced but we have some off-season plans
0: yeah we want to keep entertaining you guys while skating can't entertain you enough (laughs) okay
1: bye 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 everyone bye everybody thank you